everybody. Welcome back to When a Gay Girl Meets a Trans Girl. I'm the gay girl, Holly. And I am the trans girl, Brooklyn. What was that? I was singing before we got on here, and she didn't like it. She's told me, stop. You sound horrible. Wow. And I was like, I sound great. And she's like, no, you sound horrible. I thought I sounded like Celine Dion. I don't know. She's looking at me like, stop. I was actually <laughs> wanting to listen to her the other day, too. It's so funny that we are doing that at the same time. So anyway, how's things been going? Um, we just had Thanksgiving. Yes. And that was going to be part of our topic for today. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday there was a really awesome card store that was giving free booster packs if you visited. We totally did that. That was called the uh, Pink Elephant in Wichita, Kansas. But it's a, it was a pretty neat little place. Yeah. I want to go actually try to play there sometime. I took a picture with All Might. They had a huge picture of him. It was fun. But there's a big picture of All Might there, and I wanted to get my picture with him, so the, one of the guys that I guess worked there took it for me. Oh. And All Might is the really big hero from My Hero Academia. Yeah. I ended up buying some uh, cards. Pokemon cards, and she ended up getting magic cards. Did you get anything good in that deck? Yeah, I got a mythic card. Do you remember which one it was? No. No? And it was a booster pack, not a deck. Oh. So, yesterday it snowed. It snowed a lot. We ended up getting about seven inches here in the Wichita area. Um, we had our nephew's birthday party, and it was, what, about two o'clock is when it was supposed to be. We got out around noon, and we... Went out looking for a gift, and we ended up there, and then we ended up driving all the way through the city um, just to get up to the north end of town, and the snow was crazy. It was hard to see in, at some points, but I'm a big fan of snow. I really like it. I made snow ice cream last night for the Bratlands. It's waiting for them Yeah. to eat it. Did you try any of it yet? I'd try to spoon. I don't like eating snow ice cream because of everything that can be in the snow. Oh, so you just feed it to the kids then? They don't care. <laughs> I've warned them. I was like, make sure it's clean. Uh, I tried it last time you made it, a year ago or so, and um, it had kind of a gritty taste to it. Like the sugar didn't dissolve or something, or I don't know, it just... It didn't taste quite like ice cream. It wasn't the creamy ice cream that you would, I think, typically think of ice cream as. Oh, I thought it tasted like homemade ice cream. I think it tastes really good. Yeah. <laughs> very sugary. Yeah. It is sugary. And if you want to know how to make it, it's just like six cups of snow, a cup of sugar, a teaspoon of vanilla, and I think, no, half a cup of sugar, and a whole cup of milk. Mix it together and put it in the freezer. I haven't tried it out of the freezer yet. I'm hoping it freezes fine. Yeah. It tasted pretty good, though. It was... It was... It was good. Pretty good. Um, Our little guy, this is his first snow. So, he ended up... Um, I took him outside just very briefly. About 10-15 seconds, just for him to kind of see the snow. And he kind of watched it come down for a minute. And then I brought him back in, but... It's crazy. His first snow, too. Yeah, his first snow is a nice, thick snow. Yeah, I know. 
Not like a little dusting or anything. So what's going on with him? Anything new? With the baby? Yeah. I'm trying to think. Did he have anything? He had a bath this morning. Oh. But and he's warm and cozy. He's holding his head up a little bit better. Yeah, and he's looking at things more now. Mm -hmm. He's staying awake a lot more. Last night he did pretty good about going to sleep and staying asleep. Um, but he's uh, he's been awake more during the day. Like right now I'm looking over at him and his eyes open up and then they close. Right now they're open. Just kind of looking around, not doing anything. But, um, yeah. Well, um, so, what's today's topic about? Um, I was gonna look at, like, the origins of Thanksgiving, and then I started going down a rabbit hole. Yeah, what kind of rabbit hole was this? Um, about Sarah Josepha Hale. Okay. I had never heard of her before, and I don't know how, or I don't remember hearing of her. Do you know who she is? I've never heard of her. I know you had her picture up. You got her picture up, and I've never seen her either before. Oh, she was born on his original due date, October twenty fourth. So I started looking up Thanksgiving and how it came to be, which I know that it was pilgrims and Native Americans and giving thanks, but then. In comes Sarah Josepha Hale. So Thanksgiving wasn't like an actual national holiday for a hundred something years, it looks like. Yeah. Almost 200 years, actually. Um, but the Northeast celebrated it often, but not all of America. So fast forward in time... Well, let me give you the backstory of her. Sarah Josepha Hale. Her parents believed in education for both genders, and she was born in 1788, just to give you the picture here. So, obviously, women were supposed to stay home and just rear children and take care of the home. But, as progressive as she was, she actually still supported that role, but I'll get to that in a minute. So, she's going to sound totally amazing. Um, she got a really good education... Uh, she had a husband. He died after nine years. And she, he was very supportive of her as well. Um, she wrote poetry. And with her writing of poetry, she's the one that made the nursery rhyme, Mary Had a Little Lamb. That's interesting. That. I yeah. didn't either. Didn't know that. That's okay. cool. Yeah. Oh, and I'm getting all of this from womenshistory.org by... Arlisha Norwood, NWHM Fellow 2017. Um, then she became an editor. She worked with the magazine Gaudy's Ladies Book, and that made her a very influential voice, one of the most influential in the 19th century. And in that magazine, she talked about education, women's education, and child rearing, all kinds of things. She used her platform to support all kinds of causes like abolishing slavery, colonization, 
and freeing African Americans and sending them to Africa, which I'm sure she meant that in the good way, not like go back to your country kind of thing. While working as an editor, she raised money for preserving historic sites, and one of them was actually George Washington's home, which I have visited. It was neat. It was very small for today's standards, but yeah, and like the ceilings were short. Like it was pretty cool. I've only been to his church. But anyway. Um, and she's... Okay, so here's that part of... She's been criticized heavily for her support of gender roles. So, definitely to us gay community would probably not be fond of this. Um, she encouraged women to focus their efforts in the domestic realm. For proper women, they should have stayed at home and had children... But she did advocate for women to be educated and property owners. So, she... It's, it's very left and right with her. Very interesting. Um, but here's where Thanksgiving ties in. She apparently had been helping whatever movement push for Thanksgiving to be a national holiday. Now, it's believed her letter that she wrote to President Lincoln is cited as being the possibly the main factor for his decision in making Thanksgiving a national holiday. Back in 1863. What was Thanksgiving before it was a national holiday? Like, who came up with it? Like, where did it start between that day and the national holiday Thanksgiving in 1846? Well... There's a whole bunch of different things, but the the Native Americans that they ate with were the I don't know how to say it Wapa Mo Pogue. Oh Lord, I wish there was. It begins with a W. It's a long W name. Like a Wam Wapanog. Forgive me, um, but the pilgrims sat with that native tribe and they had a feast to celebrate fall but the Wampanoags were notorious for always giving thanks for everything so they kind of introduced that to the pilgrims I guess with this meal um, and then the northeast just started celebrating it not the whole country and then there's not a real reason why turkeys are the meal, except that turkeys are very prevalent in America. Uh, Benjamin Franklin wanted it to be the national bird and fought hard for it because they were there's so many turkeys here compared to bald eagles. Yeah. But we know how that ended. But it's just kind of stuck around. It said the first feast lasted three days and was attended by 90 Native Americans and 53 survivors of the Mayflower. I've been on a Mayflower. I don't know if it was a reconstruction of it or not, but as a kid. I know they have the original Mayflower. It's just a matter of... Did they let people on it? Mayflower. Boat. Let people on. There it is. There's the boats. I remember those. Wow. Where were we? You were talking about having been on the Mayflower. Yeah, and it was summer, and they made us... 
they had us go like down into the bottom so we could see how majority of the passengers felt. These boats are tiny. They're not grand scale boats like you think they are. They're, I don't know, I'd say like a large, large dinghy size. Like, they were not very big. And it was so hot and humid down there. I don't know how they did. What was it, six months? Yeah. Ugh. It was, it's not huge like you think. It's not like a cruise ship. It was very neat. Now, and then there's, of course, the native side to Thanksgiving that they're not very fond of Thanksgiving because of the pilgrims obviously taking over, well, the white Europeans taking over all of America. And for them, it's a reminder of um, land grabs. Uh, raiding, murdering, all kinds of bad things. But I like to focus on what the name is, Thanksgiving. Like, I focus on giving thanks for your family, which I know for them it took away from their families. Um, but then that brought me down to another rabbit hole. And this rabbit hole... I'm not done reading about yet. I actually want to keep reading more into. But I don't mean to be insensitive when I'm going to discuss this. But how long does it take a society to forget basically its beginning roots and how they got there? Like, because every society has done that except for Africa. Since that's where we all started. But, like, we go to England and the Germans... They all fought and everything, and they lost out, and things happened. And we get to America, and white people took over. And then you go down to, like, Mexico, and the Spani Spaniards went and conquered. But even, let's say... I don't know, there's just places all around the world that have, like, gone to war and have been taken over. And so, and they, for, I don't know if they forgave, but it's been forgotten or not at the back of everyone's minds. Because that becomes the new normal. And so, there's actually a, because I was looking at, like, how many years does it take to do that? Is it hundreds of years? And there's a mathematical equation I'm not going to read it, but you can try Googling it, that you just plug in whatever numbers and it can tell you how long it'll take for this kind of thing to be forgotten by this society. It's very interesting. For like music, like hits that you'll hear, it's like 5.3 or 5.7 years. Before you'll forget it? Before everybody's not talking about it anymore. Before it's not like the big, oh, that song. Isn't that neat? And then there's some songs that last for like decades being super popular, but it's just... And then it goes into like different things that happen in society, like President, like Trump. That's been the talk for I don't know how long, how that's many years. That's because he's constantly in the media, though. Yes, that's true. Um, Let's do... Well, there was an episode of South Park, and they kind of talked about this. But, like, how long until it's appropriate to joke about something? It was, like, 22.3 years or whatever. Like, the Holocaust, 
which I know is not funny and I don't joke about it. Um, but things like that, where we start turning things into dark humor and then nobody really gets offended anymore. But this, the, I mean, it's not the same thing, but like us as Americans, like yeah. how long will it take before we've all melded and have forgotten like what all formed our country? Or will we now since we have, it's very, we don't know because we're so modern now. We do have it written everywhere now to be reminded. So yeah. it's probably going to take a lot longer before like will it ever go away though for constantly being reminded and that's what i'm saying not only that but then we have holidays which reinvigorates our um, yeah it patriotism it to up. it it brings back up the thoughts but like just a couple hundred years ago not everybody could read not everybody was they were just trying to survive we got the baby in the background just grunting so if you guys wonder what's going on it's it's not one of us making grunt noises. It's a baby. But anyway, yeah, that's true. Some thought-provoking. And again, sorry, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm I'm just curious. And so I don't think, I mean, we should, you know, yeah, it's interesting. For our Thanksgiving, we went to Brooklyn's parents and all of the family came over. Yes. And we had really yummy food. Oh, I, yes. I enjoyed the sweet potatoes, which are also known as candied yams. Candied yams. The next most delicious thing. Uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> They're so good. Not a fan of yams. I, my my favorite, my go-to is probably the stuffing. Green bean casserole. Turkey and then green bean casserole. Mm. And then mashed potatoes do followed you, by all that. Do you like real stuffing though, or just that box stuff? I do not like real stuffing. I had a friend bring some to work um, at a job I worked at years oh, ago. Oh, you can't go off one person's though. Uh, and it was unique. It was terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was horrible. See, but I learned that back in the Marine Corps. Like, so many people were very kind and would bring like things of Thanksgiving while you were on duty. I tried so many different stuffings just to try them. Yeah, and some were amazing. And some weren't. And so I've learned some stuffings can be really, really good. Yeah. Stuffing I know is supposed to be like bread. And there's supposed to be some vegetables and like other seasonings and stuff inside of it. But I like I like stovetop. But uh, what do you think about cranberry sauce? Do you like canned cranberry sauce? I like, this is one of those where I don't like the natural stuff better. I like the canned, and I have ever since I was a kid, but people's real cranberry sauce I've never really been fond of. It's always too bitter for me. Okay. Um, you know that Tatum was wanting to make cranberry sauce mm -hmm. homemade? We didn't get to it, but um, he really wanted to bring that to Thanksgiving cranberry sauce. Yeah, and he's got a good eye for sweet stuff, so he probably would have doctored it up nice. Yeah, probably. Or a I'm, good taste for sweet stuff. I'm the same way. You know, I kind of like the texture of the canned stuff better than the um, homemade stuff. Yeah, because usually, like, the homemade stuff is all bumpy. And exactly. It's just not that artificial canned good I'm used to. That, that canned goodness there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, and then, of course, turkey. Do you? How do you like the turkey? Do you like it? Oh, my turkey is the best turkey. So it's the butter roasted, what you do? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Mine's amazing. You have to massage. If you want to make a good turkey, you got to massage it and talk to it. Yeah. We don't name the, we didn't name the turkey this year. We didn't do one with the family, the immediate family. And I didn't make one for the big family. Yeah. Um, do you like deep fried turkeys or do you like smoked turkeys? Have you had I'm it? I'm not a fan of fried anything because it's super unhealthy. <laughs> Um, there I am talking about cranberry sauce with extra sugar, but mm -hmm. I'm not a big fan of fried stuff except for, again, here comes the yams, um, the tempura yams that you get like at sushi restaurants. Oh my God. Gross. Gross. Otherwise I try to not eat fried stuff or like peel it off. Mm, right. I don't care. Um, I really don't care which way a turkey's done. You do make a really good turkey. She massages butter into it and then well, she it's a butter mixture with yeah. other seasonings in it or of course of course unfortunately i'm one of those people i was taught by my mom to sniff everything so i don't know measurements for what i use but it, it's good it's actually flipping amazing yeah i've even had people that don't like turkey love my turkey mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we um last year we ended up talking about friendsgiving um, being a way that you can... The baby just passed out of sleep and his, his mouth is wide open. <laughs> Waiting for the bottle. We uh, talked about last year about how doing a Friendsgiving is a way to celebrate the holidays. Thanksgiving, Christmas, really any holidays you can do it on. And this is something that we do with our little LGBTQ family of friends. Um... Some of them are gay, some are, I guess I don't really have a trans friend in this group, but I have in the past, um, have lesbians. Yeah, Friendsgiving is very popular among the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. And we're going to be having it next week, so pretty excited about that. Doing a turkey, doing everybody brings a dish, and we all kind of just hang out. Little guys just chilling with mama. Do you have anything for gay gaming? Gay gaming. Yesterday, I was playing Legend of Zelda again. So in Legend of Zelda, in the Ocarina of Time, which was out when I was a kid and was what introduced me to the Legend of Zelda world, which Ocarina of Time will still always be near and dear to my heart, even though Breath of the Wild has taking us places number one minus i do still love the way link looked in ocarina of time it's my favorite like outfit um but i remember sheik and sheik is the character when i was a kid on super smash brothers i always loved to play as and she is an interesting character because in ocarina of time he was supposed to be a he until and spoiler, if you have not beaten the game in the past, I think we're actually celebrating 25 years right now for the game being out. Um, spoiler, here it comes. Sheik is Princess Zelda, but she pretends to be a male Sheikah the whole time. Um, but she's an amazing fighter. But I was always like, oh, this character's cool. It's like a girl that dresses like a guy. And I was like, oh, tomboy. So, I always loved that about Sheik, and Sheik is always one of my favorite little characters because of that. Um, but I got onto this topic because, one, the 25th anniversary. So, 
if you guys have the Nintendo Switch extended online membership, I, you could play Ocarina of Time on your Switch or other means that may involve ROMs, but I won't promote on here because you know how ROMs are in Nintendo. Um, but I've been playing Tears of the Kingdom again because I'm halfway through the game and I'm like, well, I'll try to find time in between baby stuff right now. Um, and I think I want to look at, I've been, the Amiibos, I don't have the actual characters, but I have the cards. Um, I totally recommend that unless if you have a phone that you can make them yourself for nice and easy. Um, I used to have one, but now I don't. But you can get the cards for like super cheap. I got like 40 of them for like $8. And the Amiibos, if you don't know what they are, they have the little NFCs in them. And so you can scan them on your controller and then get stuff in your Nintendo games. Um, in the case of Tears of the Kingdom and Breath of the Wild, you can scan them once daily and you get free stuff. If you're at the beginning of the game, it's basically pay to win. Um, you get a whole lot of food that you might need to make yourself stronger or and if you don't know this tip any of the meat recipes just make them and then like with five meats and everything and then sell them don't use them to eat them just make them and sell them you'll get a lot of rupees and be able to buy your armor a lot sooner in the game and your amiibos um you can get opona link's horse um, Ocarina of Time again. Um, everybody loves Epona, and she does have really good stats. I've got like three Eponas in my stable right now. Um, because I'm always scared. I don't even ride the horse around. I'm one of those people that when you play your game, if they give you a mount but it can die, I'm like, you're staying in the stable. I will never ride you because I don't want you to die. <laughs> so I've got three in there just in case something happens to the horse that I'm never going to bring out. Do you ever take them out ever? No. Even just for a walk around the corner. No, I'm too scared. They just are in there for, like, no. prize. I purpose. think I might be willing to do it with Epona. I might be way too sad, though, because I love Epona. But I might be willing to, since I know I can scan it and get her back. Um. Oh, and in Breath of the Wild, I got that giant horse. And I totally named him B-Unit. Because <laughs> he's a unit. He's huge. Um, and if you didn't know, if you get Tears of the Kingdom, like if you played Breath of the Wild, you can bring your horses over from Breath of the Wild to Tears of the Kingdom. I thought that was so amazing. That's cool. I wish more games did that, where they were yes. um, sequel games. Like when you play Zelda, things that you've collected in Zelda. I know Zelda's a different game because it's not the same. It is the same Zelda, but it's not. Or I'm sorry, Link, not Zelda. Same Link from game to game. But you whatever you've collected you go to the next game with that stuff yeah but it would totally break the game because you'd sit there and get the master sword and you'd be like yeah i got the best sword in the game already well maybe that's not the best sword for the next the next section that like you sacrilege. play a different game no it's always the master sword okay maybe at the beginning of the game somehow you it's taken away or stolen oh okay that makes sense but all your life uh, hearts and everything are where they need to be but in order to move up, you need to continue to get even more life hearts and more of this and more of that. 
Or maybe... Yeah, that's you know, what they do in Breath of the Wild. Your Master Sword is taken, and it's in the woods, and then if you get 13 hearts, then you can get the Master Sword out. Unless if you use the glitch, and if you don't know what the glitch is, I highly recommend you Google it. Um, if I recall, it's been a while since I've done it, you, t you like, make a fire where the Master Sword is supposed to be, and you, like, you can't buy it, and I think you quickly hit the fire, and then boom, you've got the Master Sword before you had the 13 hearts, and you don't have to do the test or anything. It makes the game easier. Um, but Tears of the Kingdom, um, when I was talking about with the Amiibos, you also have a, not super rare, but a rare chance of getting different outfits from past previous games of Legend of Zelda. Like there's the Cap of Time and the Tunic of Time, the Trousers of Time, which is Ocarina of Time. And then there's also like of Wind from like Wind, Wind Waker? I don't know why I wanted to say Wind Breaker. The one on the GameCube, um, the cartoon version. Um, and then there's other various outfits that you have a chance of getting. And I've gotten a handful of them so far. And you get a whole bunch of weapons. So, yeah, I recommend the Amiibo cards if you don't mind spending $8. Where does this game rank out of the other games, the Zelda games you've played? Um, I still like Breath of the Wild because it was the first one and it was amazing. I do, I don't know, like, I like being able to make these, like, put stuff, you can put stuff together in this game, like, to glue it together. And it's a big part of doing those shrine quests, which I fumble through. Like, if I can make just a big boulder crash through everything, I'm like, forget the puzzle, here we go. <laughs> I've used Brooklyn to help me with them, and I'm like, ow. Oh. I'm just like, can I just shove this through it? Just takes a little bit of uh, <laughs> three-dimensional thinking, I guess. Yeah. My favorite game, so I grew up with the Nintendo, whereas the Nintendo was out long before this little girl right here was born. My favorite was always The Legend of Zelda. I loved that game when it first came Where out. Where he had, like, the pink tunic. I've played that one, the very first one. The very first one. Yeah. His tunic that's, looked pink. I don't... No, it's green. It always looked pink. Nope. That's green. He's Where's... green, and it looks like he's kind of got red hair, maybe. Uh, look around more, because... Which one is it that his tunic looks pink? Um... Let me see here. Zelda 2. Which, fun fact about Link. You know why he looks cute in, like, and Zelda? And why all the other characters don't look cute? Because the creator actually didn't want them to be cute at all. But his wife was like, why are all your characters so ugly in your games? So he made them cute. <laughs> Just the two main ones. Uh, Link's Awakening. I don't Every one of them have green outfit. I don't know what you're talking about. One of them, he had, like, a pink... I think you're looking at a. I think you're looking at like a remake or something, because. For Legend of Zelda. Yeah. No, no, no. One of them, his tunic always looks kind of pink. Girl, I grew up with this game. I ended up getting the rare gold Nintendo Zelda cartridge. Yeah, I got that for my friend Ty. I loved that. You know, it, it was, was funny. Only Twenty dollars. Well, when growing up, my I had a friend that had the gold cartridge, and I got the just the plain cartridge, and I was always jealous so was, i always was like why couldn't i get that i wanted that cartridge so bad so many years later that's something that i ended up getting for christmas one year from my mom actually oh my god i wish i would have kept that cartridge that i got for 20 dollars. it's worth like 200 dollars now it's um 
That's a nice cartridge, though. Is it actual gold? No, it's gold-plated. Oh, uh, I think mine was fake, because mine was, like, plastic but shimmery. Yeah, gold-plated. Uh, interesting. So the very first Legend of Zelda is your favorite? It's either that one, or one that I have a lot of great memories of is probably going to be... I'm going to say this wrong. Orkana of Time? I was just talking about that game. You heard me say the word. Mm -hmm. What is the word? I know. I always get it wrong. What is the musical Orki instrument? Orkiana? Orkania? I can't, I can't say it. Ocarina of Time. <laughs> yes. That was probably my second favorite as well. Laugh it up. <laughs> and then you have uh, Majora's Mask. Yeah, those two I played. Um, my cousin originally had them. I actually didn't end up playing those till I was a teenager. I never played. I, I, you know, I probably played it at some point, but Majora's Mask was. Um, little guy's awake. It was one that I think my brother played, but I never really got into too much. It, it had an interesting... I remember the moon being kind of scary looking. Yeah. Um, but the one that I started as an actual kid was the Link's Awakening on the Game Boy Color. Yeah. DX. And then you had the Oracle of Seasons, and then you also had the Oracle of Ages. And those were both Game Boy games. I never played them. I remember those coming out and being excited for them. I never ended up getting them, though. And I still haven't gone back and tried to play him. And then there was another one where, like, he draws, like, Ghost 2D or something. Yeah, I didn't play that one, but I was excited for that one. I don't know. Some of the gimmicks in the games make it a little hard, like, hard appeal for me. I think that one was one of them. The Four Swords, I was kind of like, eh. Wasn't this one the original game? You just had four players in it? I don't recall. I remember on Link's Awakening, I would sit there and play. There's a certain spot where you played one of your instruments, and I would just sit there and leave it on and just listen to the music because I thought it was so pretty. So, this is your favorite game? Mm. The, uh, the most recent one that you're playing? I still think I like Breath of the Wild better than Link's or um, Tear of the, Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. Because I don't really care for the. I like some of the powers that you get, but the building thing, it. I don't know. I know it, a lot of engineers like it. There's actually a college course that has been approved. I forget what college it is, but you could Google it. That you play Tears of the Kingdom on, huh? You sit there and. Um, you build things and the professor tests them because the um, <clears throat> the realty of it in the game is so good that it helps engineering students learn because they can make stuff for yeah. cheaper cost. Yeah. And so they have a legit college class where that's what you do. You sit there and build things in that game and he tests it. I'm sure you learn a whole bunch more and it's more in depth, but that's pretty cool. It's focused around building them in that game. Yeah. But again, that doesn't super appeal to me. Um and 
I do like the climate zones. I don't know. I like the monks better in the shrines in Breath of the Wild. It might also be the novelty of Breath of the Wild being like that. Wow, what they did with this game makes it a little better for me. Okay. Is Zelda one of your favorite, probably your favorite um, game franchises? I mean, Pokemon's my favorite. I usually get all the Pokemons. Um, Legend of Zelda and Animal Crossing and then all the Halos. Um, but yeah, usually it's the Nintendo games that are like high up on there for me. Yeah. Uh, Kingdom Hearts. Red Dead Redemption. For you? Because, yeah. Well, so... Before we end this, I wanted to ask a question, um, hypothetical question for you, and it kind of goes in line with the Zelda game a little bit. If you could be one character, and you could play through the game as that character, all the way through, and you win, you beat the game, but that is you. You're Mario in Mario 3, and you run through across the bricks, you jump, you get the powers, what you defeat Bowser. You won't die. You will make it all the way through without dying. Which game would you want to play? Uh, As what character? I think mine might be Metroid. Really? There's not, like, broad exploration in those games, though. It's just rolling on platforms. I think a lot of the powers would be fun to um, have, and you'd be in that cool suit, and the environment's real cool. It would be Super Metroid. Hmm. Well, that's an interesting choice. Um, or Mario World, I think. As Mario. <laughs> Shortened style with a little mustache. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'd want to do one where I could fly. I don't know. Like, I'm kind of thinking Saints Row 4 just because all the powers are really great. You could do Spider-Man. One of the Spider-Man games. Yeah, but... He just like slings on a web and Saints Row 4. I get to like super speed and jump and glide and run up walls. It's like my dreams. Okay. Okay. So that's what you're going to be. You're going to be Saints Row 4. Yes, and as my character, that's not quite correct. Politically correct? <laughs> yes. uh, <laughs> big old woman. <laughs> she is. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> all right, everybody. Well, we hope all of you had a good holiday. And if you didn't, I hope your future holidays are better. We got Christmas and the New Year's coming up, so. And if not, one day they will be better. You just got to find those people. Yes. And like I said in previous podcasts, if you need help, you need to talk to someone, you need therapy, dial 988 and it'll transfer you to someone in your hometown, someone that you can talk to. And I know that maybe therapy, maybe talking with someone is not for everyone, but this is at least a step towards staying alive another night. So, 988. And I hope you all have an absolutely amazing week, and we'll see you next time. 
Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us on our show. Don't forget to check out our other shows wherever podcasts are available. And if you're in the position to help our podcast grow, please join us at patreon.com forward slash ggirltgirl. And check out our Facebook and Instagram page for more updates and messages at gaygirl forward slash transgirl. And if you're joining us on YouTube, please hit that like button and subscribe. Thank you.